0: So joining me today is Dr. Paul Gosar, an Arizona congressman, and we're going to go over the lockdown and what the Democrats are doing on how they're politicizing this whole crisis. Welcome to the Raging Patriot Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Saladino. This is a very special episode where we're actually interviewing a guest. Now, if you can, please share and spread the word about this interview so we can get the word out there to the masses. Enjoy. So I, I just want to know, where do you currently stand on the COVID-19 situation? Do you think it is the doomsday that it's being hyped up to be? And you? do you think lockdowns are necessary for the entire country?
1: No, I don't. It's not what it, they say it is. I mean, we, don't have, we can identify three groups. There are those that are at risk, those that have pre-existing conditions regardless of age, and those that don't, and, you know, the precautions, uh, distancing, uh, masks, you know, uh, I think people should be able to get back to work. I mean, what we're pushing right now is we're pushing the, a cure which is far worse than actually the
0: disease. Yeah, and that, that seems to be the consensus on the on the right about that, and it seems like the left, they want to keep pushing this cure, lockdowns, especially What I find crazy is that they want lockdowns in areas that seem to have no COVID-19 outbreak or a very small outbreak. Like, they want to lock down all of California still, even though they're ranked number 30 when it comes to deaths per, well, less than 30 deaths per 1 million population. They still think that California has this massive outbreak, which it doesn't. I don't know how it is. They also
1: well, they were also one of the first ones to have a documented COVID case now that we're finding out through the records. Yeah. And and never materialized, you know, so we see this bug that doesn't like UV light. We don't see this, we see this bug that doesn't like heat and high humidity, you know, and we close down parks and trails. We want people outside. We want people to, to be exposed to clean the fresh air, to the UV light. That's what actually helps all of this. Yeah, so had, it's actually crazy that we're actually doing that, what we're
0: doing. I had a doctor on a few days ago and he was saying pretty close to the same thing where all this lockdown is actually hurting our immune systems when we should be out there getting exercise, taking in the, in the sun, uh, in making our immune system stronger. And what lockdowns are doing is it's, it's making us weaker. We're inside. We're sitting around all day. A lot of people aren't eating healthy. And this, is, this could cause bigger and more problems or make the virus even worse when we are eventually exposed to it.
1: That's exactly right. Your immune system works when you're encoding for the viruses and bacteria when you're healthy. That's why you want to, you want to engage uh, these, these bacteria and viruses when your body's healthy. It, that Your immune system becomes much stronger. And, you know, uh, being outdoors, uh, getting fresh sunlight, and I mean, you get vitamin D, that's how you get it through the scu- sun exposure through your skin. That just makes a person healthy, wealthy, and wise.
0: Now, when it comes to opening up the economy, uh, what is Congress doing right now to move this along? if it's being expedited, and has Pelosi been standing in the way?
1: Well, we've been doing nothing. I mean, because we're still out, uh, because the speaker will not call us back. Nancy Pelosi has not called us back. You know, so, uh, you know, Congress has really done nothing. But uh, the uh, Republicans have met via conference over and over and over again, looking at uh, issues from the coronavirus to China's implications to what China's doing. You know, to what's happening with the, where the money's going, uh, and uh, the Democrats really are content by doing this because what ends up happening, they make everybody a victim, subservient to the government and dependent upon the government. Um, whereas uh, the Republicans want to empower people to be solutions unto themselves. But right now, they have no no hurry to get people back because they like what they see right now.
0: Like Hillary Clinton, uh, I believe it was yesterday, she was saying on live stream with Joe Biden. You know, the old saying goes, never let a good crisis go to waste. Does it seem like the Democrats are making, are trying to drag out this crisis or uh, be more opportunist with the crisis than they should be?
1: Oh, absolutely, because what ends up happening never materialized as to what they thought it was going to be. And what they're doing is dragging, dragging, dragging. And so what ends up happening is is then you have an economy— that you just can't pull out of a tailspin. And that, that benefits them when it comes to November, they think. You know, that's the sad part about this is that, you know, they're more interested in hating this president and hating uh, his actions than they are about loving this country and seeing this country make a turn for the better.
0: Now, is is there anything that can be done at the federal level to – allow states, to well, not to allow, to make states and cities open up faster. Because it seems like a lot of places, uh, I'm just going to use New York, for example, it seems like Cuomo is kind of dragging out this crisis to try to get a, a, a federal bailout to bail his state out for, you know, decades long of spending. And I think some other states are doing that as well. Is is there anything that the government can do at the federal level to say, you need to open up your state no matter what on this date? Is is that a possibility?
1: Well, I mean, that's that's, that's kind of anti-federalist. Um, but, you know, you see the president already making some innuendos, you know, in the pat- processing plants where he's actually giving them a pass, so that, 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 that it's a, a national security issue to keep them open because we need to be fed. Um, so, you know, he's putting those types of pressures on, but um, it's up to the states and, and uh, cities and towns to really make the push. And this is, this is, this gets back to, you know, where uh, uh, the state is and the governor and the legislature are responsible for those people. So it, it needs to really come from the, come from the people from the bottom up. You know the heavy-handed government you know ronald reagan always taught us you know government isn't the solution government is the problem
0: yeah i think i i agree with that because we're seeing a lot of protests pop up and what what it looks like to me it seems like the lockdowns when when these uh local officials they're initiating these lockdowns it seems like the lockdowns are having the reverse effect than what they anticipate because they want people to stay home, but you can only push people for so long, and you can only force them to stay in their house for so long, they start to defy. And the would-be people who would normally socially distance, who would normally wear a mask, maybe stay home a little bit you know, m- more than, uh, than they normally do, those people are now going out with no masks, not socially distancing, in large crowds, in large mass gatherings just to specifically protest and say, F the government. Because the government is forcing them to do something. So they kind of, it's like a, the pendulum swings in the opposite direction to a more extreme than just the normally socially distancing. Um, is there anything? Yeah, so is, is there anything at the federal level that can be done to crack down on? Uh, the, the local officials for tyrannical rule, or would it be put back onto the people, like you said, to, to protest the government and vote those people out?
1: Well, the one thing that I can definitely see is, is withholding money that goes back to, to them for different things, whether it be roads, infrastructure, you know, those types of things, those types of monies uh, restrict that flow. So that, that may be one of those, those aspects. The other thing is the lack of enforcement. You're, now you're seeing people saying, listen, you know, screw the the, the, the lockdown or I'm put, I'm going to work. And, you know, the one lady, I heard the hairstylist out of Texas, her comment was, is, you know, everybody go back to work. They can't incarcerate all of us. You know, so, I mean, that defined aspect is, is there. And like I said, the, the money is coming from the, the federal government. And you're exactly right. The states um, and cities see this as a bailout for their pension plans that they haven't addressed, like Illinois, California, and New York. And uh, we need to stop. And, and so Uncle Sam uh, and uh, the government need to stop sending the checks.
0: Yeah, I was going to say because uh, the uh, the other day, Trump was saying if places, if states want these massive bailouts to bail out their state. He was entertaining the fact, well, if you want the money, we want you to end the sanctuary cities and turn over the illegals to ICE. I mean, (laughs) I don't think something like that would happen just because I think it would create massive outrage. But would you agree with that sentiment? Because it it seems like these states are breaking federal law and then they want money from the feds. It's like they kind of got to...
1: Oh, absolutely. You look at California. I mean, talk about a kick in the teeth, you know, where the illegals are treated better than the citizens. You know, this whole, this whole escapade should be a wake-up warning to the American citizen that, you know, what socialized medicine, what socialism, what communism is all about, here it is looking at your, in your eyes. Um, you really restricted health care. They rationed health care. Um, you know, there were even orders not to resuscitate people in New York before it was rescinded by by uh, paramedics.
0: You know, it, it was
1: absolutely crazy. So um, I don't know that I entertained, you know, giving money to a city uh, for getting rid of Ill- uh, illegals. They should be doing that anyway. And I think that's what's so defined about this aspect.
0: Yeah, I think... For the short term, this whole crisis—and I'm not going to call it—it's not just a COVID-19 crisis. It's also a crisis of lockdowns and a, and a crisis of Democrats playing politics. It seems. I, in my opinion, I think this will be better for the country in the long run, but not so much the short—the short run, because we have an economy that we need to fix. But in the long run, it's—it's. It's, it's a waking people up to the fact that our government can become tyrannical, that we can't trust our government, that we are being lied to at a mass scale, that the media is trying to push these doomsday agendas for their own political gain, for the help the Democrats. I think in the long run, this is actually going to help the country because it wakes people up to the fact that this is actually happening, that this could happen.
1: Absolutely. This is the socialism crisis. This was this was the expose to show the American people what socialism is all about, you know, this about what the government will give you and what you're only entitled to and nothing less, nothing more. Uh, So this is absolutely a wake up call for America to be able to see it. No. Now, whether we can weather the storm, you know, because of the the horrible media out there that that is so one sided, we'll have to see. We'll have to see if the American people really see through the lies. And really, if the polling is, is incorrect like it was last time in regards to Republicans and to the president, Donald Trump.
0: Now, we made policy decisions based on the 3 to 5% death rate and the projections that said 2.2 million in the U.S. would die. Then the projections said even after lockdowns, hundreds of thousands will die. Now, the antibody tests that have been coming out, They've been showing the real death rate to be around 0.15%, around that area, sometimes a little higher, sometimes a little bit lower, and not the original three to five percent. Why have so many politicians been doubling down on the lockdowns instead of starting to open up now that we have the real data and the real facts to back us up when we're not dealing with something that is a completely unknown? And why have no politicians yep, yeah. addressed this?
1: Well, there's, there's, there are politicians addressing this. You know, I'm one of those people saying it's time to, it's time to get back to work. Uh, the pandemic that was supposed to come never materialized, never was here. We blew it out. We took an opportunity like the Democrats. And you, what you had actually said earlier, never let a, uh, a pandemic go to waste. You make it useful. You know, but people are people get scared about, you know, being reelected instead of doing what is right that that is a that is a big deterrent and particularly in you know like a second year of a term where you're running everybody's running for re-election particularly in the house so it's a sad state of affairs when you see um you know people doing what's best for them not what's best for the country
0: yeah i was going to say that because that's what i've noticed it's it's hard to come out of this situation with a political win, especially when the media and the, and the shitstorm is so strong coming down on everything. It's really hard for any politician to come out with a clear political win because you have everybody on the left. is It's doomsday, it's doomsday, we're all going to die. And then the right is still kind of divided. It's it's not 100% of the right who thinks that this is not doomsday. The There's the right...
1: So also, Joel, what it shows you is how poorly informed and uh, ready our public health system was actually uh, in, in case. This should be a wake-up call as well as to what socialized medicine looks like. You know, they, they, uh, they had no idea what was coming, and, and for uh, an institution, you know, that is looking ahead, they should know more about, you know, what are the possibilities for a different coronavirus to morph. What about, you know, a SARS? Um, you know, um, uh, uh, anomaly. All these things show us exactly who was asleep at the wheel and that public health was one of them. And, and then, then we took all everything for granted that they were right when their, their modeling showed totally wrong in that regard. Once again, we need to have more of a, a public-private partnership, which President Trump has shown works extremely well uh, the private keeps the public on us. The public keeps the private on us. And I think that is a, a workings that will have to be looked at for the future.
0: Now, it... um, <clears throat> um what I say? Now, it seems like, obviously, this is turning more into an economic crisis than it's than the COVID crisis. And the the initial lockdown projections they're all they're completely changing all the time they're they're the range is anywhere between as low as 30,000 to as high as a quarter million will die then they update the models because I think the modelers are trying to cover their own but where they say if Trump acted only two weeks earlier only 6,000 people would die why do people believe that lockdowns will will make the virus just magically go away because it seems like even with lockdowns, you see in New York City over 20% have been infected already after the antibody testing. It seems like even with lockdowns, eventually people are still going to be exposed to the virus. And with no cure or no vaccine on the horizon, at least for not another year, why do people think lockdowns are going to be the cure? By the time we have a vaccine the population will achieve herd immunity.
1: Well, that, that is exactly the case. Um, you know, I think what ends up happening is people have failed to realize that Donald Trump was ahead of the storm. This is the guy that re- restricted air traffic and was called a xenophobe by the likes of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and, and the Democrats um, and, and Joe Biden. And then all of a sudden they realized that he actually bought us time you know, to start looking at those aspects. This was a wake-up call to, about how to take care of ourselves because what, what's better for you is actually to eat well, to sleep well, to work out, making sure that you're healthy. As we talked about earlier, you know, your immune system works much better when you're healthy, when you're encoding this. You know, the same air is floating throughout, the you know, buildings, you know, um, whereas outside, it's, it's nice, clean air being refreshed. So, um, you know, we, t- we took the word of, of the so-called experts, and the experts were asleep at the wheel. And once again, uh, when, when you see a, uh, the possibility of a pandemic, uh, people go crazy because of, uh, particularly the liability issue in some cases. But in other aspects, it's just that they can make hay out of it.
0: And that's another interesting point you brought up about being healthy because i've I've yet seen anything mainstream, at least the stuff that I've been looking at. I've yet to see anything so mainstream where it actually uh, tells you to get healthy, where it says, you know eat lean meats, don't uh, eat too much fast food during this lockdown. You know, this is how you should exercise at home. I haven't I feel that should be more in the mainstream because me personally I gained about eight pounds while <laughs> while on lockdown and because <laughs> I go to the I normally go to the gym every day and I go for a run every morning when the lockdown happened I was like screw it I think it's only gonna last a couple weeks let me let me just be a fatty and then I'll just get back into shape <laughs> and it ended up lasting way longer than I expected so now I'm trying to trying to work out again but the gyms are closed and I can only do so many push-ups at home and I live in Hollywood so running around the block is actually dangerous so and it and (laughs) not only physically dangerous uh with you know getting robbed or stabbed it's there's a lot of fecal matter in the air and the smell of urine i think that that's a a different health concern um so
1: we got to get you on the herschel walker workout system because that's all he does is work different types of push-ups and and body postures using his body against himself but uh no i mean uh you look at the, the case in case in point most of the people that died had pre-existing conditions were very elderly um, and had either one and most of them had two underlying health issues you know as a population we're uh heavier overweight more diabetes uh, heart disease and uh so from, from that standpoint those that were healthy weathered the storm pretty well for the most part um, so you know uh, you are how you keep yourself, you are what you eat um and 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 this may it show very very plainly that that we're a nation in need of uh eating less, eating better, working out, sleeping better, uh and maybe slowing down
0: yeah and uh, one more point to to back it up, obviously, the original reason why the whole uh lockdown order was put into place or promoted was to flatten the curve so this way hospital systems don't get overwhelmed. Now that our hospital systems, or the medical resources I'll put it at, came nowhere near maximum capacity and we actually had the army hospitals pack up, we had um, the portable hospitals, almost none of it was ever used. And it seems like the Democrats are now saying because Trump didn't act, all these deaths are on Trump's hands where, oh, if you open up, the, if you open up and you end the lockdowns, you're going to have more deaths on your hands. It seems like the Democrats, the politicians, I think, are more cunning and they understand that you can't. This is like a force of mother nature. There's nothing you can do to actually stop people from being infected. And, and they're just they're misleading their base to, to think that if you just do indefinite lockdowns, nobody will die. Uh, and it's, it, it kind of goes against what they were saying one month ago, and then they say something this month, and it's like, wait, the, the facts and the reality of what you told me last month do not relate to the facts and reality that you're telling me this month. There's no consistency, but they're, the Democrat base seems to be completely fooled all the time.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and, and the politicians, particularly when you look at the House Democrats and the Senate Democrats, you know, why would they want to call Congress back to, to work when they can get their way by doing this type of work the way they're doing it, by putting through a measure, emergency measures that are poorly written um, uh, that actually extort uh, the, the politicians who want uh, accountability because uh, you know, the government made force businesses to shut down. And so it's, it's a liability rests on the federal government. Where is that balance? Where is that scale being looked at? You know, but this, 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 this is personally made for Nancy Pelosi. You know, she, gets, she does what she wants to do. She writes it as she wants it. And, and uh, it forces it at the Senate. And that shows you also, you know, a little bit about the Senate. You got a number of those individuals running for reelection, Mitch McConnell being one of them. So how, how far is he going to stand in, in a situation where he's got a hot uh, general election uh, with Ms. McGrath? You know, so this was almost a tailor-made for the Democrats to try to start breaking into the president, the Republican strongholds, uh, and trying to divide people, um, which is what they want to do, to try to win
0: in November. Yeah, it seems so like That's the, what this is all about. This, this is it's all about November. Yeah, this has been the perfect opportunity for the Democrats. They get the push for their mail-in voting. They get, to, they get to get fuel and ammo against Trump. They get to blame Trump for people dying. They get to blame Trump for a crashed economy. It's, this, is, this is everything the Democrats wanted and need to have Biden at least stand a chance against Trump when it comes to all, you know the voter fraud and, and just destroying the country as a whole.
1: Oh, absolutely. And then also take a look at, you know, trying to switch the narrative on, you know, saying, you know, Trump was a xenophobe. Trump was the one, the United States was the one that started the coronavirus instead of the ownership going back to China. You know, once again, where is that narrative? You know, where, where did the narrative get lost with Joe Biden and his son selling uh, uh, technology to the Chinese government that was very sensitive hypersonic vibration technology? Where is that? All of a sudden you forgot about that. And now all you see is, us you know, the president and the Republicans being put on on cue to defend ourselves. That is totally wrong.
0: Yeah, this and the sad part is that these Democrats own all, almost all the media and they own almost all the social medias as well, which are creating algorithms to downvote or totally remove content as a whole to, to get any sense of the truth out there. I mean, my own content has been a victim of that as well. And it seems like, I'm just using for one example, when I met my girlfriend, she was not somebody who really cared about politics. And her view of politics was just what she's seen on the surface level. She would log on to her Twitter, whatever she's seen. She'll put on the TV, whatever she's seen. She never really cared much. But she believed all the mainstream media and the Democrat lies just because they own everything that she absorbs, all the content she absorbs just... On an on a daily basis, and I kind of had to red pill her and tell her, "No, look, CNN is saying this. Want to see the truth?" And then I'll show her on Google. Let me type in the truth, and she'd be like, "Oh my gosh! Like, why would they say that?" And I'm trying to ex- and I expose her and I explained to her that they're lying. They, they all have an agenda, and she was blown away. And it seems like that that is how that's how they're um, trying to grab the general public.
1: Well, they're they're, they're playing Alinsky's Rules for Radicals to a T. Make a falsehood, speak a falsehood long enough, it becomes the truth. You know, a fact that that people absorb and take for granted. That's the case in here in Point. You know, and that's why, you know, when I infamously uh, brought up when Mr. Cohen was in front of the oversight board, liar, liar, pants on fire. You know, we have to combat this by calling it out as we see it over and over and over again. Challenge them with the facts. They don't like facts. The facts are not their friends. But what they want to do is push the narrative and push it long enough that all of a sudden people say, oh, it must be true. Or I'm tired. I'm tired of having to see hear this, so I'll just, I'll just agree and just, you know, collaborate.
0: Well, thank you, Dr. Paul Gosar. Everybody who's listening to this, spread the word about what we're talking about. We're trying to get the truth out. Now, uh, Paul, is there anywhere... Anything you would like to plug, your campaign for donations, your Twitter, what, what would, how, would, how can people stay in touch with you?
1: Yeah, you can reach me at Gosar for Congress, F-O-R, or, or the number four for Congress, or you can go to my house uh, uh, mailbox, which is goes, Um we We're very active, whether it be in platforms, holding them accountable, as you were talking Joe, um, we're natural resources uh, for liberties and freedoms challenging uh, the DOJ, uh, making sure people are accountable. So uh, we're very active and love to have people's input.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us and keep up the good fight.
1: Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having us.
0: Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to The Raging Patriot. If you are listening to Apple, please give it five stars. Uh, The left is one star bombarding me. If you want to shoot me a text, send me some fan mail, 917-540-8768. You can shoot me a text. I'll keep you updated on things. You can send me questions. I might answer them on the show. I might answer them in the text with you. Uh, Also, if you can, please share this episode to your friends. Send it to your friends. I, I love doing this daily show. Send it to your friends. Subscribe. Tell them to subscribe. Um, you know, I'll be here every single day. I'll, you know, I'll never take a day off. I, I, I promise you. And if I do, then I, I, pro- I probably have COVID-19. I'm probably sick and dying. So, yeah. Thank, thank you for tuning I, I appreciate you. Go listen to another episode. If you listen to this, this far, then, then you need help. You need to go to my other episodes. Peace out.